you don't overdose on turkey. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. So we are just about to go headfirst into the holiday season. You know, yeah, it's the week of Thanksgiving. Yep. When you when this comes out, it will have been Thanksgiving. Yes, it will have already. Actually, I think this will drop either Thanksgiving night or Black Friday right. as it's you yep. know, happening. Exactly. And um, we'll you know we'll get to the meat of the topic around that later. But uh, how's your week been otherwise? Good. You know, played a, would have been a full band gig, but the weather tried really hard to not cooperate. And um, it's cold here. And the place we were playing is a little bar with a great big patio. And so bands usually play outside, but we made the call to move inside. And then inside would never support a full band. So we shifted it down to just me acoustic and Charlie, my drummer on Cajon. And um, it was fun. It was really fun. We've never done that configuration before. He's never gigged. The Cajon, he's played with it, messed around with it, but like three hours of hunching over and slapping was like a physically grueling for the guy, but he made it through. It sounded good. We did a bunch of our medley stuff that we do electric, but on acoustic and Cajon and a bunch of the people who were there and kind of knew those moves, enjoyed the change of pace about it. And um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a really good time. So is this like a new product now? You think the proof of concept worked? And, and so is that a thing you'll be yeah, maybe. Like wanting to do? Could be, for sure. I mean, awesome. I could I could see that in my acoustic life now, I might do a Dan and Friends. You know, Taylor and I have been an acoustic duo that had its own name for a long time. And Charlie could join us. And heck, we could slap the bass on it, too, and be a full sort of acoustic works inside Dang. the room band. Um, yeah. Yeah, very doable. Very doable. Very cool. So nothing going on on my end. We're still prepping for the corporate event that we've got. It's actually now just about a month out. Uh, I have actually been playing a lot of guitar this week for reasons we will discuss in just a minute. But yeah, you know, just kind of doing holiday stuff. Uh, I actually realized or found out that I'm going to go see Mammoth WVH uh, on Tuesday. Our drummer had gotten tickets and then somebody dropped out and he's like, hey, do you want to go? It's like, yeah. So go see... um, Wolfgang Van Halen go do his thing. Sweet. Uh, I'm so bad about going to see shows. So yeah. getting the excuse to go and see one. And um, I will have seen both Van Halen's at this, you know, after this. Actually, I take that back because when I saw Van Halen, Wolf was in the band. So uh, this will just be another time seeing. Him. Yeah, so, good. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks, this is kind of the season where things start winding down. And, uh, you know, we just want to take that opportunity to focus and hone our skills and make sure that we've got all the things we need to do uh, so that we can hit the ground running. And maybe it, it, it may involve just learning some fancy holiday tunes and pulling out them 10 cent chords and all of that stuff. But whatever it is, we hope that uh, we are the soundtrack or at least the companion to that process in this season. Yeah. With that being said, let's go ahead and move to reviews. This one's one of my favorites. It just came in this past week. This is a five-star review on Apple Podcasts from Bass Player Steve. Good old Bass Player short Steve. One, five stars. A working musician podcast for real working musicians. I love this podcast. That's it. Four, four exclamation points. Yeah. There was just about as many exclamation points as there were words in the review. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's fantastic. Yeah, perfect. Right to the point. So big thanks to bass player Steve for yeah. the support. Yeah, excellent. If you want to hear us say your name and what instrument you play, leave a review. We will we will do all of that. Yep. So there's two things we really want to dig into this week. The first one being we've been there's been a lot of gear announcements. And I did just want to throw that out there. I did actually get my vendor pass from NAM 
And so I'm going to be going out to Anaheim in January. So if awesome. you are a listener who is going to be uh, at NAM or around that area, let me know because there's going to be boots on the ground for CDC at NAM uh, 2024. But there was a big gear announcement this week that literally took over the <laughs> Patreon Slack yep. and did something that I was fairly certain was impossible which was making Dan legitimately consider putting his uh, his quad cortex on the market. Yeah. He was like, I'm literally going to the rehearsal space to pick up my Helix right now. Yeah. And that is that Line 6 announced the HX 3.7 firmware update. And one of the things that we really love about this product and, and being owners of the HX line of, of stuff is that We've had these products for a long time and they just continue to add cool stuff to them, yeah. which makes me not want to buy more other things. <laughs> right, right. And so this week they, they dropped a, a bunch of stuff, but there's a, a few things that I think we collectively were really, really excited about. And uh, the last one is the one that I think is the game changer for a lot of people that definitely made Dan kind of reconsider his, uh, his position. 100%, yeah. So first off, we got new amps. I think 10 new ones. A few Line 6 originals, which are basically ported over from the Catalyst amps uh, that were released a couple of years ago. The two big ones that I'm really excited about are the, which is basically the Bone Stock 100 watt JCM 800. And uh, they released the Fender Bassman also. That was uh, a huge deal for a lot of folks. they a lot of people are upset, though, because the basement is in the bass amp category, even though bass players don't ever play yeah, it, Yeah, which is kind of interesting. But I will say I've been running that JCM 800-2203 through a lot of stuff, and it sounds incredible. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you start going through the other boutique takes on that amp, and it really, like, you just go to, you go to the original, and it, it's just... It's the thing that we've been looking for, mm -hmm. and it's the thing that's been missing. And it seems kind of like a no-brainer that you would just have a JCM 800, uh, but they haven't had one. They had a 2204, which was kind of like a tweaked 50-watt version that just didn't quite have the uh, the mojo that, that this one has. And I can say with authority that it is phenomenal. Mm. It sounds just amazing, and I've really enjoyed it messing around with that one in particular. There's a bunch of new cabs as well. Nothing that really jumped out at me, but uh, I was playing around. I really did spend a lot of time this week messing with the new cab system, trying to see if I could find a kind of combo mic cab speaker combination that hits the same notes as my favorite 5150 impulse response. And I'm not quite there, but I'm getting a lot of really great sounds. So it's been a lot of fun messing around with that. And uh, the, the new cab system, which has been implemented since I stopped paying attention to Helix updates. 3.5. Is yeah. pretty darn great. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's all the flexibility you see in some other modelers. Quad Cortex has a similar kind of thing where you pick the cab, pick the mic, pick the position, pick the angle of the mic, pick the distance of the mic from the cone. It's very featureful. Very, and, and yeah. you know, I don't have very good ears when it comes to things like this. I have pretty okay taste when I hear noises, but like being able to know, oh, I should move that mic a quarter inch out from the cone. Like it's not my skill set, but it makes it really easy to just fiddle with those things and land on something nice. So I think it's a, yeah, a big upgrade. It's, it's a bit of analysis paralysis because it is 
almost too many options. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's great that you can have uh, a U67 or an MD421 or a 57 or an S... Like, but I know it sounds good. And frankly, they all kind of sound awesome. Yeah. I just don't know, like, okay, if I want more of whatever the thing that I'm missing... What do I do to make right. that happen? Exactly. That's the part that exactly. I'm always kind of like exactly. now, having a hard time get, with. Get me into a parameter EQ and I can make it happen there. Expressing yeah. it in terms of mic choice and position is not something that I'm, uh, you know, have played with it enough to understand. But I will say this, like I have dialed in some really gnarly sounding cabs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while they don't necessarily sound, what I'm having an issue with, with the 5150 impulse response, it's got this very specific, really powerful low end Mm -hmm. with this kind of scooped mid that is happening organically in the IR. I'm telling you, I was in logic, like analyzing the (laughs) EQ. Like I was really, I was, it was a lot breaking down the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't quite get there, but it was, uh, it was uh, an interesting exercise. Now, another thing that really uh, stood out to me is that bass players got a lot of love on this, this update. The biggest win being, the Noble DI being added to the HX lineup, that's massive because I know a ton of bass players who swear by that DI. And the fact that you can just now just dial that in is incredible, especially considering the uh, the price comparison. Yeah. You know, the actual Noble DI. First off, you can't get one. You got to, it's currently a 10 month wait list <laughs> to get one. They're going for 1250 Sure. On reverb, they're going for like twenty seven hundred because right. again, you can't sh- get it, it'll one. ship tomorrow, but it's yeah, double retail. Or you could get an HX stomp for yeah. you know five six hundred bucks and have that as well as like I don't know all these th- all the things and other things yeah. Yeah. yeah and the uh, the sound coming out of that model is outstanding. It's really, really good. Cool. And then the other big win as far as new effects is the one that basically just changed the game for you specifically. Yep. And also just, I've been having a, a ton of fun with, Yeah, which is that they've introduced a, a feedback yeah. pedal. Yeah. So and- back in my days of having pedals on a board, I so fell in love with the Digitech Freakout, which is a same kind of thing, feedback emulator pedal. And it's so like, juicy and musical and tasty and feels so good and you know feels like the olden days when you stand right in front of the amp and just let it scream and it was just a very nice feeling thing and then when i moved to the modelers none of them had that and i wondered out loud how hard could it be and the answer is it took until version 3.7 to, that's how hard it was and now we have it and it's it's as nice as the freak out it's every bit as nice um it's uh yeah, really good, really good. And, and you know, it forced me to say, look, I like the Quad Cortex, but Neural DSP's uh, software release cadence is desperately slow. Like, there are things they promised us at launch that still aren't in. And it does fine. I gig it fine. I like the size of it. I like the, I like the tones it makes. But this one missing pedal has been heartburn for me since I went into models, mo- modelers. And um, to now have that in the Helix is, uh, yeah, really opens my eyes about what direction I ought to be going. So I did, I did go down to the practice space, get my Helix LT, sat it down here, updated it, played with that pedal, played with the new amps. They're great. And I am now pretty much thinking that, um, I'm going to shift over to that for gigging for the time being. And, um, you know, I played with, um, a couple of patches out of the marketplace 
that um, fully explore the new amps and stuff that I'm I really liked and seemed very usable. I've completely forgotten how the workflow works, like well, the joystick moves things and how, how the buttons all move. You know what goes where. I'm gonna have to relearn all of that, but um, yeah. But in principle, it's it's got the thing that I have been hurting most to be missing, and the the tones are equivalent for live use. It's not people say that quad cortex modeling is better. I, Again, I, I don't have golden ears about these things. I play it and it sounds fine and certainly mixed into a, you know, in a mix, you, you know, we're never going to notice the difference. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a big change. That's a big change. I've been all in on uh, neural for, well, since the quad cortex was announced and I'm now feeling like maybe it's going to gather a little dust here while I explore these other things coming out on the Helix side. The preset that I built with that, I've got it set to the octave up with the fifth mm -hmm. with a with a four second attack which basically kind of gives you that natural kind of feel that when you're ringing out a note and you're just kind of holding on to it where it kicks in yeah. just like right yeah. right oh yeah it's so good yeah it's so good and i like i i've just been i, I no agenda just like what is like the nastiest riff that i can come up with where i could just like dig into this thing and it's just, it's been so fun yeah. rediscovering this, this hardware all over again. And it's like, now what, like, what does it sound like with this guitar? And I've, I've been just, <laughs> I've been an absolute mess. Like mm. it's just been the sole focus of my life. Yeah. Just trying to make this thing sound as rad as possible and uh, yeah. getting pretty close. Yeah, it's good. I always loved the, the, the freak out when it was set to um, like random, random pitch yep. because mm -hmm. that's a little more true to my experience of real world feedback happening. You never quite know what pitch it's going to give you, but, but it's picking from the harmonic series and it, it's similar, you know, it's doing the same kind of stuff that real feedback is going to generate. And, um, and it always did it in such a musical way. I just no other way to say it. Like it, 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 yeah. it picked notes that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a note. That's a note I want. Uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. So I got to play with it and make sure that the helix implementation is as tasty in that regard. But even if you just pick, an octave up or like you've done the octave and fifth up. It's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. They've got two random modes yeah. and um, I haven't quite dug into it that way, but like this is really starting to, you know, last week I was like, well, I've been kind of futzing with this automation thing. This is starting to kind of like tip my hand even further sure. where it's like, I need to have this thing set up so that I can just like turn it on and off. Like, certain parts of songs and like it really does give you pause we're like man the possibilities with this kind of stuff is just awesome yeah and um i i, I can't stress how much fun i have had playing through this update mm -hmm. uh, i can't remember a firmware release that's happened in recent memory that has brought this much yeah. excitement yeah i was pretty stoked when the rocker verb was dropped because that was the amp that i really like i mean it's right there uh and i i know that amp so well but the jcm 800 is the tone for all of these classic rock deals and if you get the right distortion going into it you can really just you can make it do yeah. all of the things yeah. that all of these other amps are doing yeah the, the new thing that these um i guess is new in how amps are designed for for helix now is there's a switch that changes the high and low inputs um, yeah. I think it used to be those were different models and you had to put them both in your chain and switch between them. But now there's a, there's a switch you can flip to, to do the high gain input versus the low gain input. And, um, so that's a, that's a signal path simplifier and, and, um, a, a good way to make 
uh, I guess we call them snapshots in Helix. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because the other thing that they put in is a boost, just like a standard like mm-hmm. amp boost is now a part of a lot of these amp blocks. So, you know, you're getting something that normally would take additional DSP that's yeah. now just kind of like built, a part of built the thing, in. Yep. which is awesome. Yep. Like they're yeah. every single time they're trying, they're like, Hey, we've got these confines that we've got to work in and we're just going to like squeeze as much of the juice out of this thing as we possibly can. Yeah. And it's just, it's so rad. Yeah. It's so rad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Me as well. Yeah. So if you are a Helix person and you have not updated, first off, good on you because you saw that you had gigs this weekend and you're like, this sounds like fun, but I'm not going right, to risk right, it. Right. Just know that like, you've got a week now. So go ahead and run that update and uh, just go nuts because I cannot stress how awesome this update has been. Yeah. And it's super, super cool. Yeah. This is a really good Thanksgiving weekend project. Go do it. Yeah. And for those of you who are not guitar people, sorry, but this is exciting. So yeah, we just got to do it. Honestly, I feel like in the the conversations we've had on the Slack channel, bass players have been talking about this update almost as much as we have. Because that, again, that noble being dropped was just like a a big, big deal. You know, it was kind of like, you know, when they started adding dumbbells, you know, to to that, That, that world. That was the last update I was really excited about. All right. So let's switch gears. Well, actually, we're not going to switch gears. We're still going to talk about gear, but it's just going to be a little bit different. So for those of you who are not aware, the holidays are right around the corner. Yeah. And in the fact that this is going to drop on Black Friday, we wanted to revisit a conversation we had a long time ago. Yes. Isn't that right, Dan? Yes. Yes. It was episode 130. So uh, as we were kind of going through the rest of the year, uh, it we kind of were talking about, well, it's probably time for us to do uh, a gift guide. And it turns out that we had tried this before, but it had been, you know, 170 episodes ago or (laughs) so roughly. So we figured it was time to revisit that and give you the folks out there, the essential musician gift guide for 2023. Yep. And before we get into what musicians do want, we wanted to just Go ahead and get this out of the way for anybody who's just tuning in yeah. and, and is not going to make it all the way through. Let's talk about the stuff the musicians do not want. Yeah. And, and so first of all, to, you know, we should say the audience for this conversation is really not the musician. It is the non-musician who'd like to give the musician a gift, right? And so here you are, you got this person, you love them, you want to give them something and you know they're into music. So obviously that seems like a really obvious place to go. And, you know, you go online and you say best gifts for musicians and um boy there are some options there's some things out there that would take your money um what what are some of the terrible music related gifts you've got in your life so and and i just want to preface this that this is coming from a person who is a working musician who has done this for a while i as a guitar player do not want guitar shaped anything <laughs> right right i've got enough guitar shaped things yep already and they are guitars. Yeah. So I don't want a guitar-shaped ashtray. I don't want a guitar-shaped necktie. I don't want a guitar-shaped uh, anything. Yeah. I also don't want guitars on things. Shirts. No guitar shirts. Piano keyboard uh, I ties. Sent, I sent Dan a link <sighs> to this guitar shirt. Oh. It's literally like a Schecter Diamond Series in electric blue on like this polyester like button-up bowling shirt. Yeah. It is 
hideous. Listen, that link will be in the show notes. You just got to see it because it's actually Absolutely. part of a collection of music themed shirts and they're all just atrocities there. It's, it, yeah. it's really something you got to check it out. And, and I get it because like you were saying, like this is, this is not, to, we're, we're talking to uh, a, a group of people we don't normally interact with. Yeah. I just assure you that the, person in your life does not want any sort of merchandise of the instrument that they play. Right. They don't want things with other things inside of them. I saw this thing where there was like a shot glass with a guitar pick halfway through. I don't want that. I don't want that. No, thank you. Yeah. For that matter, I don't want, I've been given sometimes like special fancy picks, like a, a pick made out of wood from a special tree in Africa or something like I'm not going to use that. Um, uh, you know, guitar players and I think musicians of all types have highly selective choices made about the things that they use like that. And you're not just going to, my girlfriend gave me this. So now I, so now I use it. That's not going to be a thing. It's not going to get used. And Um, these are also what we would consider consumables. That's right. So don't spend a lot of money on a pick because it is designed to be destroyed eventually. Yeah. Look, it's going to, it's going to end up in the dryer. So yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this though. If you're if you're wanting to do anything like that, there are ways of figuring out what of these and other kinds of consumables yeah. the person con- wants. Consumables make a good gift, but not not like some special precious version of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was given so, once a mahogany thumb piano. Oh really? Yeah. A little, you know, like the, with the little, yeah, it's ding, a ding, kind ding, of hand sized thing with the little metal yeah. twinky, twinky, twink, twink. Yeah. I, I don't think I touched it after Christmas day. Yeah. So the only thing that the only kind of like non guitar instrumenty thing that I got that I, I played a bit, it's called a canjo. Okay. It was really like, it was like a, a Newcastle tall boy with a, a wooden neck and it had frets and it was tuned dulcimer styles, so like a major scale. Mm-hmm. And you could sit there and play old Susanna and that kind of thing. It was fun. Yeah. I didn't have any other like practical use for it, but I, it would be a thing that I pick up every now and then and be like, do, 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 sure. do, do, yeah. do, do, So yeah. unless you're getting a canjo, I just. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did get once a, uh, a cigar box guitar, a three string uh, guitar yeah. made by a local guy. And I actually went up to a shop and checked out what he's doing. It's super cool. And, you know, it's tuned in open G it's uh, got humbucker pickup and it's, it's a little blues monster. It's actually, I, I'd kind of like to work it into my show. I haven't ever really had that, you know, focus to do that, but that was a pretty good one. And I, and I don't play it a yeah. ton, but I, but I like that I have it. So kind of moving into the, the main chunk of the things that we, we want to talk about, we're hitting 20 different ideas and every single one of these is less than a hundred dollars. Some of them are incredibly affordable. Some of them pushing that hundred dollar threshold, but lots of options anywhere from like 10 to 20 bucks all the way up to that hundred, hundred dollar deal. Yep. So, uh, we're going to start with, we got a couple of categories. We've got actually useful things. Yep. I got a little thing in here for musicians who want to kind of get into the content game. We've got consumables and then we've got curveballs. So let's start with actual useful things for the musician in your life. Yeah. So first thing, if they don't already have these and sadly not enough musicians do is quality earplugs, which is a problem. It is a problem. I think a lot of people think of earplugs as those foam things that just muffle all the high end and make it sound like you're, you know, listening through cotton. Once these days attenuate across all the frequencies evenly. So you're still hearing what feels like clear sound. Uh, it's just less volume. Last time we did this, we recommended the brand ear acers, ear, ear, E-A-R acers. And those are still good. Yep. The ones I like these days are called loop. And um, mm-hmm. they come again in lots of different styles and colors and degrees of 
sound protection and um yeah, strong recommend to have some of those in your pocket. There's also a, a company called Eargasms. Yes. Theirs are also really good. Yeah. I actually the ones that I have are that brand. I like the ones that come in the the metal bullet yes. case yeah. because they're not gonna get mushed. It's easy to carry. And yeah. Yeah, I I bought, I don't know, it was probably three or four years ago and in that indestructible little case, and I use them all the time. I will take them with me to go see For sure. uh Mammoth WVH. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because loops have a little um, have a little plastic case that's pretty good. I'll tell you one use case for this I've never I've never thought of before is sound sensitivity. More and more and more of a thing. There was a guy who was coming to my shows on the regular, and then I didn't see him for a while. And then when he turned back up, he told me a story. It turned out he had a stroke, and he was yeah. um, mostly recovered, but his hearing was suddenly so weird that like being out in the sound environment of a bar was like really hard for me. Couldn't he get headaches and get overwhelmed and it's really rough. And so he couldn't go come out to my show. And I said, look, earplugs are a thing for this. And I recommended loops to him. And when I saw him the next week, he was wearing them. It was like, man, like night and day, made a huge difference. So yeah, that's, that's a cool suggestion. It, it's yeah, it's a thing there are people and you know, audio sensitivity is a thing. And, and I think people, um, well, and kind of on that note, and it may not necessarily be a gift for the musician in your life, but if you've got kiddos yep. or, yep. you know, young, like we, we have big muffs mm -hmm. for our youngest who does have some audio kind of sensitivity around that kind of stuff. And <laughs> he takes them with him everywhere. <laughs> just like, just in case, Good. like we may not always use them, but like, it's always good to have. So maybe we'll put uh, a link for that in the, uh, in the notes yeah. as far as, um, yeah, good hearing protection for everybody in your crew. Cause it, you can't get your hearing back. That's right. Yet. That's right. Uh, move along. The rock and roller carts are fantastic. Yeah. And if you don't have one or you don't know what they are, it's basically just a collapsible rolling cart that if you are a musician and you have to take multiple trips, uh, the rock and roller eliminates that for the most part. And they come in so many different configurations. We put the micro cart on the list because yeah, it for was price. the only one that, yeah, it, it's the only one that played within our yeah. threshold there. But, you know, if you were somebody who was carrying an amp in and out and a couple of guitars or something, it's even the little one is uh, is kind of a game changer in terms of experience. Now, listen, one thing that I've added to my rock and roller setup since, since we last talked about these sorts mm -hmm. of things, at their page, they have a bungee spider. So it's six bungee cords that are all attached mm -hmm. at the middle and it, you can strap bungee straps all around the payload of your cart and it just keeps it yeah. totally secure and big, big upgrade in my life to stop trying to use separate bungee cords and have like I one thing to, that contains yeah, them all. Yeah, I might need to look into that. It's really good. For yeah. sure. Uh, because the, um, my pointy boy, the Explorer fell off of my cart and got chipped. Oh, uh, so something like that would have prevented that from happening. Yeah. Yeah. Moving along DI boxes. Almost everybody needs direct box for one reason or another. There's one made by whirlwind, the IMP two, which I think has been around for a, a thousand years, yep. a good thing to have for just about anybody, uh, who plays music. And just to note that we will have all of these in the show notes. And I'm probably also going to put together just like a full Amazon gift guide yeah. kind of deal so that you can just click one link and have all of these things if they're available on Amazon that you can get them. And I think like probably 80 to 90% of these will be available yeah. on that yeah. on that page. Yeah. That being said, the next thing that I suggest is I don't believe available on Amazon at all. And that is the Bright Switch by Rockstock Pedals, which is a company that sent us some free stuff to try out and this is basically just a usb pedal that you put on a pedal board that you can use for 
whatever you want to do. You you can use it to charge your iPhone or tablet. I'm using mine to do that as well as uh, just kind of keep my wireless belt pack for my Shure mm-hmm. GLX series all managed. 60, 70 bucks. These things are great. Yep. You also, again, the, the nano tuner, the smallest little tuner I've ever seen in my entire life. It's adorable. A f- incredibly affordable. So if they're not on Amazon, go to rockstockpedals.com. Check out their stuff. And again, we're, we're, we're still working on the giveaway. It's coming soon. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Next, moving down the list, we've got guitar straps and strap locks. Now, Dan made a good point about this, that you don't always know what kind of gear that people prefer, but and there's a lot of straps out on the market. I would stay away from anything that is particularly statement worthy. Yeah. Most most people aren't looking for really loud, bright, vibrant guitar straps. Now I mean unless they I'm are not that person. Yeah. 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 I've got I I have this crazy strap that I got that looks like the um the pattern from the hoverboard. Yeah. But again, that's kind of my thing. Sure. Yeah. I'll tell you I have but, a I have a strap that I bought three versions of in three different colors and styles off of Amazon. And it's like 12 bucks. And I gigged one of them for probably four or five years now, no wear and tear. You'd never know. Uh, it's really, really yeah. good. We'll drop the link to that one. It comes in a lot of different colors and styles. And you know, if somebody's favorite colors on there, maybe get them that strap. I don't know. My favorite as far as like gigging is the DiMarzio clip lock series mm-hmm. because there's not a single strap configuration out there that has not failed me. Yeah. In in the years like I've done the Schallers, I've done the basically every other one that's existed. The clip lock is I mean it's literally bolted into the guitar, you know, with the kind of backpack style clips. Never gone out of me, not once. I'll tell you. And I, I have put them through the ringer. I'm a rubber gasket guy these days. And there's all different kinds. You know, Dan was kind of saying, well, we don't want to recommend certain things like strap locks. People have preferences. But the fact of the matter is like not everybody does. Right. So if you see like a, a locking strap solution and the musician in your life doesn't play with strap locks. Especially if you're, you're if, you, if you've something. watched them drop their guitar on stage before. Yeah, this is a good hint that you should probably, you would make their life by having a strap lock solution in there. And stocking. again, not super expensive. No totally practical listen the rubber gasket's like a buck or if you're drinking what is what is that kolsch you know, yeah yeah if you're drinking yeah, kolsch yeah, yeah. you just <laughs> take them right come, off of the come uh, with the bottle yeah the flip top bottles yeah. and actually i think fender sells that thing like they're literally just the same thing they just have uh-huh. like little fender yeah. logos on them yeah they work too but you know hardware that's a bit more robust might be the way to go either anyway yeah this is something that i have talked about ad nauseum on here on the youtube channel but i just i cannot stop evangelizing for this product which is the onstage pedal board mic stand it's the gpb uh, their naming is terrible but it's basically a square mic base that slides under a pedal board yep and then it's got these m20 threaded drops in it that you can put your mic stands into it is phenomenal and the starter set with the base plate and the just main mic stand 65 bucks yep total no-brainer nice for the guitar player in your life, I cannot recommend this enough. It is, it is essential. I just, I can't get enough of it. I have one in my Amazon cart right now. I in, in my buy later se- buy, buy later section. I it, it might be later. We'll, we'll just see. do it. Yeah. Talking about content stuff now. This is for the musician in your life that might want to get into doing some live streaming at their performances or just kind of general stuff. The first thing I wanted to recommend is a portable 
USB interface. I was really hoping that there was going to be some really great deals because I've got multiple little recording interfaces. I've got this little iRig Stream. Yep. I've got another one by TC Helicon that I think I got on like a, a steal. It's like $30, but neither of them are on sale right now. There is, however, an iRig guitar interface that is a USB one that is on sale right now. It's I think $69. It's under a hundred bucks. It's just great because you can just, you can plug it into your smartphone. You can stream to any platform you, you want to from that interface. And uh, it's dead simple. And on a related note, something called a magic arm, which is basically just a stand that you can mount a smartphone or a, a camera to that basically just torque it down onto your mic stand or somewhere else in the room. It's just a really effective, easy way to shoot content of your live shows and uh super affordable like 20 30 bucks and uh, i think everybody should have one i have like five of them yeah. and one of them lives in my gig bag uh if you don't have one you should get one for yep. sure so the next category is consumables stuff that we have to have it's essential for performing and they're gonna wear out so we need just a constant replenishment of these things. Right. If the person in your life is a guitar player or a bass player, they need strings. Yep. And I don't think you should go out and just buy any set no, of strings. No, no, they vary widely and guitarists have strong opinions about their preferences. Yeah. So if you are wanting to do that, and the same goes for drummers too. Yeah, don't just buy random sticks. No, but if you are around that person, the evidence is all around them. <laughs> There's debris <laughs> that has 100%. brand names it, and then, you know various things <laughs> if you wandered into the dungeon down here you will find stacks of guitar string packages and i i'll give this to ernie ball they're really good about making it as easy as possible mm -hmm. not only are their strings really well labeled they also color code them That's right so you don't even have to know what they're called right. you can just be like i'm looking for the the pink string the pink strings, and and honestly there's a really good chance it's the pink strings those are the really super common ones uh, yeah, you're either getting the pink strings or the, uh, the yellow strings. Could be the yellow strings. Standard slinkies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and almost every musician, vendor, even Amazon are doing like blowout deals on multi-pack strings right now. Yeah, and you can never have so, too many. So li literally, nope. you know, fill my stocking with them. I'm a happy guy. 100%. To be clear, it's not the Same strings that are pink. Things. It's the package that's pink. Right. Just since we're talking they, to the non-musicians. But DR does sell pink there strings. There are some colored strings. That's also a thing. Again, I wouldn't recommend uh, trying that out as a gift. No, make sure that you verify. Yeah. Always verify. And the same goes for drumsticks. Now, one thing I will say about drumstick, it's a bit trickier because they all do look the same. But if you if you pick up a drumstick, look for not only the manufacturer and you're looking for like names like Vic Firth, yep. that kind of thing, but there's also going to be letters and numbers. So you're looking for like a 5A is a is a particular kind yep. maybe there's a it's a signature drumstick for a particular drummer all of that information is usually directly on the stick so you can just kind of look at it or maybe like slightly just take a shot with your phone and then just go into the music store and be like i need a, a set of like these a, yeah, or a like, brick like, of these. like a dozen of these well but listen if you're looking for a drummer there is a a way that you can buy drumsticks and it's called a brick mm -hmm. and if you say i need a brick of these and you buy a brick of drumsticks for a drummer and it is the stick that they use they will be so excited yeah. because drumsticks are again super consumable they're going to wear out 
and having as many of them as possible will be like an absolute home run gift idea. Yep. And I'm saying that for the drummers in my life because I know that they don't necessarily get to advocate for themselves. That's right. Get your drummer a brick. They will love they you. They will love you. Now, it's, uh, some of them make it hard. My guy Charlie has a custom length and width that he has milled by a boutique stick maker that's gonna be tough don't yeah don't don't knock yourself out for him what you want is like a three pack of drum keys because drum keys don't seem consumable but they're always missing drum keys are the guitar picks of the drum world that's right and oh speaking of guitar picks the same goes for brands styles and that kind of thing if you look on these i mean even this one which is like almost completely destroyed the color matters because the color typically indicates the thickness of a pick right and it will also show the manufacturer. So just look around, yep. look through your laundry. Yep. With picks, you know, things, things like shape matter. That's yep. a thing. Thickness, material, manufacturer, all those are, those are, those are the variables. For sure. Moving along, not something that a lot of people think about, but batteries. Batteries. Yeah. Batteries. Yeah. Now listen, since, since we last did this, I have shifted to almost entirely rechargeables and I have a rechargeable double a bank on my pedal board. So as I'm mm-hmm. playing or setting up between setup and, and downbeat, I'm charging batteries so I can swap out double A's across all of the places. I use double A's a charger with batteries, not expensive. Great gift. Great gift. Yeah. And if you're looking for those kinds of batteries or rechargeables, whatever the two big ones that most musicians are going to be looking at are double A's and nine volts, right. because those are the ones that power I would say 90% of the battery powered stuff yep. in our rigs. Like my Taylor runs off nine volts. Almost every acoustic electric guitar runs off a of nine volts. Yep. If you're talking about double A's, those are going to be your in-ear monitor packs, your wireless microphones, all of those kinds of products are yep. going to use double A's. If you bought me one of those giant Costco size battery deals, yeah. I'd be stoked. Happy. Yep. Very, very happy. Yep. Now, one thing that is consumable that uh, a lot of people don't think of as consumable are cables. Cables can last a long time if you take good care of them, but ultimately all cables are temporary. They're all going to fail eventually. And I was thinking about this, you know, buying just like a cable uh, off the shelf, not that interesting a gift, but if somebody made, like got me like a really nice, there's some that have like fabric wrap on them and there's some like higher end kind of cables that do last longer and claim to sound better. I doubt that, but whatever. That'd be, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. A really like nice looking and nice feeling guitar cable would be worth having. For sure. And so I'm going to take that one and we're going to, we're going to change categories, but I'm going to like link it all back together. So this next category is what we're calling curveballs. Things that you wouldn't necessarily think about that would be good gifts for musicians that would actually be like genius gifts. So talking about cables specifically, Two things, Velcro cable wraps that you can then put onto cables in order to wind them and keep them organized. Mm -hmm. Dirt cheap, like seven to 10 bucks for like 20 of them. Oh, yeah. Fantastic gift idea. On another note, tied to that, a cable tester. Yeah. So a cable tester is a box that kind of looks like this. It actually looks exactly like this because that's what this is. And it's got ports on both sides. every type. Of everything that you can think of. Yeah. And just for an example, I've got uh, I've got an instrument cable here. And what you do is you you plug in one side and then you grab the other end of this thing and you plug it into the other side. And then you twist a knob and it just kind of tells you, well, these are the connections and they're working. And that's how you know. Yeah. Just uh, hold that up a little closer in front of your face just for the YouTube. A little even. Yeah, like that, like that. And as you turn the knobs, you can see that it has the different connections, the- tip ring sleeve, and it's showing the status 
of the connection. They look like they're all, they're all green. And so we're happy with that cable. That's right. Excellent. And it's got a guide on the back that tells you all the things that it's supposed to show. It runs off of a single nine volt battery that I put in when I bought this thing three years ago. And it's still there. And it's literally everything from instrument cables to USB. It, It does it all. Not something that you would think would be useful, but if you don't have one of these, it's, super it's i don't know i like the fact that i can plug this in at any given moment before i go out to a gig and verify that all of the things that i have or i'm taking to the gig are going to work yeah you know if you're having signal problems and you suspect cables it, it without one of those is a huge process of trial and error and swapping out components and tr- seeing narrow down where the problem is versus hey maybe the problem i'm having is my cable let me just plug it in here and oh no it's not all right look somewhere else. You know, it's really simplify a lot of debugging with one of those. More curveballs. The Lasco Air Mover. I will never not sing the praises of having an air mover at a gig. Yeah. It's like a fan, but it's better. It's got conditioned power in it. It will keep you cool. Yep. It is you can uh, aim it, it is very precisely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's very good. It is the greatest piece of musical gear besides, you know, actual musical gear that I own. I might put mine after my rock and roller cart, but They'd be one and two. It's all about comfort. Yeah. Speaking of which, another thing that you can buy a musician that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but they would really appreciate is a chef's mat. Yeah. If you aren't aware of what a chef's mat is, a chef's mat is one of these kind of foam rubber deals that uh, it's got some padding on it and you stand on it. And for a person who performs on their feet, so acoustic stuff, that kind of thing, these are an absolute lifesaver because- Standing for three to four hours a night on a concrete floor as you move on up in age uh, <laughs> gets really unpleasant. Yeah. I have a, a rug that is twice as deep as my chef's mat and my chef's mat is attached to the underneath of the back of it. And so I stand on that part and I set up my pedal board and my mic stand on the front part and it looks nice and gives me good foot cushion. And um, yes, it's it's a really, really important thing to have. And I, I looked on Amazon before we hit record and the cheapest one I found was $9.99. There you go. I mean, come on. Get it. You can't, you can't argue with that. That's right. Uh, moving along, gaff tape, which is a very specific kind of tape. If you're not aware of what that looks like, it kind of looks like duct tape, but it's fabric-y. Yeah. It's usually black. In a way that... Yep, usually black, but it can come in a lot of fun colors. Yes, I love yes, fun colored yes. gaff tape. It is a little pricey though. Like a roll of that stuff is going to run you about twenty bucks a, yeah. a, a roll. It's it's not cheap. Yeah, but what's special um, about it, of course, that's not the case at all with duct tape. Is it comes up clean. That's the crucial part yeah. about gaff tape. So you use it to tape down cables so people don't go flying. You use it to tape down, you know, set list, set list. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And, and then it pulls up clean at the end of the night and you're not leaving debris on uh, on the stage. If you have a musician in your life who doesn't own gaff tape and you get them gaff tape, they will be very excited. Yeah. Because first off, you can't buy it everywhere. I feel like only in recently have they started carrying it at uh, Guitar Center consistently. Mm. Uh, but you can't get it on Amazon. Again, we've got links that we will provide. Gaff tape is rad yeah. and everybody should have some. Yep. And um, my last suggestion for curveball gifts for a musician is an Audible subscription. Yeah. Because listen, we spend a lot of time going to and fro or doing stuff on our own where we are, it's just kind of passing time. And as much as I think that you should be listening to the Cover Band Confidential podcast while you're doing those things, there's only so many episodes you can listen to. And as much as it pains me to consider that somebody would have listened to all 300 episodes of this uh, show, it's a reality that some of us have. 
And so and you got to have something. It's, it's else fair that there may only be so much of us you can take too. That's that's I, I, that's possible. I don't dispute that. Yeah. And I personally love Audible and having audiobooks at my disposal. And as a musician, there are so many great books about famous musicians that I have really, really enjoyed. Just off of the top of my head, the Keith Richards biography that's read by Johnny Depp is a lot of fun. Mm. The Storyteller by Dave Grohl, narrated by Dave Grohl. Yeah, really great. Incredible. Yeah. Amber just started Barbara Streisand's biography. Huh. It is 48 hours long. Wow. She's one of those people that like gets on me because I listen to everything at like one and a quarter, one and a half speed. Mm -hmm. She finally broke down and she's like, I can't. I had like, so she's listening <laughs> it at one and a half speed because she, if she doesn't, you know, she'll never get through it. Yeah. But there's, there's lots of really great music books uh, that you can check out. And uh, if you don't have an Audible subscription, you can gift an entire year of Audible and we'll have a link to that as well. You get uh, one audiobook a month with that membership. And uh, sometimes I don't really get into it and I'll end up banking two or three at a time. And it's it's just, it's great. I really enjoy having it. And I think it would be a, uh, a cool idea for the uh, the musician in your life. Yeah, sounds good. Listen, I got one last so, thing. I got one last thing. Okay. I, I got to step away to grab it. Hang on. Please do. If you just can't come up with anything else. No, I don't mean that, that to sound like it's a fallback, but uh, you know, all else fails. There's, hey! there's this, right? Which is uh, a gift I received from a certain co-host of mine last Christmas. That's true. Yeah. There are these patent documents that you can you can get. And so fun story for those of you who aren't aware or don't live in the US, but uh, in order to be granted a patent, you have to provide an illustration yep. that explains what the patent does. And um, I found this vendor that has these all of these different patent illustrations that are specifically music related. So that one is the Ted McCarty Les Paul one, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. And actually, Mike Schulte uh, from the Poor Tornadoes got one as well. Uh, I think for the legendary Ludwig kick pedal. Nice. That uh, very nice. You know that is is world renowned. Yep. So yeah, there's there's lots of creative ideas out there. Yep, that's been on my wall right over there ever since. Love it. Yeah, I'm glad that you you found a place of prominence for I, it. Yeah, right up there. Useful stuff. Yep. So there you go, guys. Those are our suggestions for the musician in your life. These are the essential gifts, the premier gift guide 100%. for musicians yep. of 2023. If there's anything that you feel like we've left out, let us know. Send an email, coverbankconfidential at gmail.com or leave it in the comments of the video because we're definitely going to be dropping this along with the episode uh, on YouTube. It's going to be on Black Friday. It's going to be, this is going to be huge. Huge, viral. And you are going to walk away, Christmas morning going like, you know what? I nailed this. Yeah. Or I'm walking away from whichever night of Hanukkah, I, yep. I crushed it yep. tonight or whatever it is that you celebrate. You're, you're walking away from the, uh, the Festivus poll and I told everybody how disappointed I was. That's right. And they know it. A lot of problems with you people. And you're going to hear about them. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting into the holiday season and uh, things have been great. And we, we just hope that uh, you are having a wonderful time and uh, spending quality time with your family and all the people that matter to you. And uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. So thanks again for tuning in. If you'd like to support the show, you can do any of the stuff that Mike's about to tell you, but I'm going to go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of... November 24th, 2023. Turkey lurkey doo!
Hey everybody, it's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out. And it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it <laughs>